Hi folks, it's the FPL General here with episode 17 of my 59th minute FPL podcast recording on Tuesday the 23rd of October. The train wreck of game week 9 is behind us and we're looking ahead now to game week 10. So took took a bit of a break from the podcast in over the last two or three weeks. I think the last one was uh, ahead of game week 8. Uh, to Kane or not to Kane, that was the last episode, so I decided not to Kane in the end up, and that worked out pretty well. I've I've taken a break from the podcast, and, and I've also gathered a bit of feedback from listeners as well during the international break about the podcast, so tried a few new features and things like that over the last couple of episodes, and I listened back to a few of those episodes during the break as well, and I've decided I'm kind of go ba- going to go back to the way it was beforehand uh, a lot of people wanted me to to bring back the the watch list feature feature which I'm going to do. Um, I just felt some of the some of the recent podcasts were a bit you know tippy tipping differentials and players to avoid and stuff like that. So I, I want to kind of ramble on a little bit more about you know how I play the game and things like that rather than just tipping you know X player and Y player. So hopefully this episode will be better than the last few episodes. As always, I'll start it with the shout-outs to those who have those players who played 59 minutes in the most recent game week. I'll move into a game week nine review. Then I'll move on to the watch list feature. So players I've added to my watch list after game week nine and players I've removed. Then uh, I'm bringing back the Twitter, Twitter questions as well. So thanks to all who asked questions on Twitter. I've picked out three of the best ones um, and I'll tackle those as well. Then I'll, f- I'll finish up with uh, Game Week 10 captaincy and what I'm thinking about for my own transfers for Game Week 10. Um, and then I'll just wrap up the pod with a couple of little things I want to mention before I go. So hopefully about half an hour all in all. So first up, shout out to Wolves striker Raul Jimenez who played 59 minutes in Game Week 9 and got himself one FPL point. To, to disappoint his owners so I know quite a few people have him so they were they would have been disappointed to see him go off early uh, obviously Wolves were, were pretty poor um, and he, I think he had a, a long trip during the international break as well playing for Mexico so that was probably why he came off early so he was the only player this week that's his first 59 minute appearance of the season I'm, I'm still waiting for Pascal Gross to make a return from injury because he's on two 59 minute appearances and, and I'm hoping that he can get a hat trick uh, at some point and then we can invite him on to the podcast or just rename the podcast the, the Pascal Gross FPL pod I want to give a, a a mention as well to a, a player this week now it, it's he didn't play 59 minutes he he only played 12 minutes and he played 15 minutes in game week 8 it's Aubameyang at Arsenal 15 minutes and 12 minutes in his last two game weeks and he scored 4 goals and he's got 1 assist and he's got six bonus points in those two games as well. Just absolutely crazy numbers coming off the bench. I don't remember, I certainly, not in recent seasons, I can't remember a player doing that, coming off the bench and getting back-to-back massive hauls. So I don't know, if maybe there are players out there that I'm not thinking of, and, and send me a tweet if there are. But I just thought he, he deserved a special mention this week for what he's done. Uh, absolutely crazy and very frustrating for people who maybe have sold them recently because he hasn't been starting um, just just, just nuts really you can't really foresee that so special shout out to Aubameyang and I'll talk about him a little bit more later when it comes to the watch list 
Moving into game week nine, I'm just getting my team up in front of me. So it was, as I mentioned, it was a train wreck of a game week. It was a good week to have a bad game week because the average was very low. Average was 43. I scored 42. So I was happy enough with that considering some of the scores, you know, I've seen online. There's people getting less than 20 points in game week nine. It was it was absolutely uh, bonkers, some of the scores. Um, just one of those game weeks we just forget about and move on. If you got through it with, you know, 40 to 50 points, you're doing well. Uh, for me, 42 points gave me a slight red arrow from 190k to 194k, so no damage done really. Uh, just, as I say, move on and look forward to game week 10 now. It was my first red arrow since playing the wild card for in game week 5, so I had a bit of momentum going, um, and hopefully I'll get that back again now in game week 10. I'm sitting on 539 points overall now. I know some people like to hear points rather than rank. To compare to their own maybe. My transfer for game week 9 was Holobas to Robertson. So that one worked out pretty well. Robertson got me 8 points. Uh, Trippier got me 6. Salah did the business. Got 8 points. And Aguero captain got his goal. 12 points. Apart from that. 1s and 2s across the board. And I'm sure a lot of people had 1s and 2s. And Ben had even managed to get me a 0 as well. So 42 points. Happy enough with that and just move on to game week 10. Moving on to my, the watch list feature now. So as people all know, I keep a watch list on the FPL website, uh, which I update after each game week. After I've watched all the highlights and, and caught up on all the matches, I, I you know I add players to it and I remove players. So I, I, I've got a bit of OCD and I like to keep it at 30 players. So I've got 30 players on my watch list at the moment. I'm not going to go through them all today. I'll, I'll talk about the ones I've added uh, today and the ones I've removed today as well. So top of my watch list at the moment is Mendy, Man City. I had him earlier in the season and I got rid of him. I got rid of him for Trippier uh, three weeks ago. So Trippier has brought in the points uh, for three weeks for me now, which is great. But I want Mendy back now. So the big question I need to ask myself is, do I go Trippier back to Mendy or do I go to four premium defenders? So Trippier, Mendy, Alonso and Robertson. It's something I'm thinking about. Uh, I'll talk about it a little bit more later in the podcast when it comes to my transfers because it's going to dictate what I do this week. Mendy has six assists in six appearances this season. Just crazy figures for a defender and he's... When it comes to defenders, he's, he is probably a must-have. Um, and he's someone I want to get back in as soon as possible. Now, I'm not too worried this week because they're playing Spurs. So I don't really don't really foresee a clean sheet for Man City there. So I'm probably happy enough to keep Trippier this week. And then maybe make the move Trippier to Mendy the following week. But again, I'll talk about it a little bit later. So Mendy's top on my watch list. Uh, another player I added, that, added to the watch list today was Ozil. I watched Arsenal Leicester last night and Ozil was just, he was a joy to watch last night. Uh, he was superb. Um, and if, if he could do that on a more consistent basis, he'd be in a lot of FPL teams. 8.3 million. He's got three goals and seven appearances this season, which is pretty good. The, the problem is he, he tends not to show up every week. He's got, you know, gets these phantom injuries and illnesses and everything else. So we can't really rely on him. But hopefully now he can put those behind him and he can get a run of you know four, five, six games 
And if he continues, if, if he can play like he did last night in all those games, you know, I, I'll definitely be looking at him. So he's on my watch list now. I'm not going to bring him in this week or next week, but I'm going to be monitoring him closely to see how he performs. And if he can play every week, that's the big one, really. Another Arsenal player uh, I picked out last night was Bellerin. Obviously, it didn't start well for him. He got an own goal, but then he, he racked up two assists. Um, 5.4 million I think that's three assists in his last two games now so he, he bombs forward uh, he's a very good option as an attacking fullback. the issue is Arsenal are not keeping enough clean sheets for my liking so I always want clean sheets and attacking potential for my defenders and until I see Arsenal improving uh, in regards to clean sheets I'm not really interested in Bellerin I think Leno and goal has made it you know I think he's he's played well so Hold, I know Holding's been playing centre-back recently as well, so I still think they're probably a little bit weak defensively. So again, Bellerin, like Ozil, he's on my watch list, probably not going to get him in this week or next week, but keeping a close eye to see if Arsenal can tighten things up, and the likes of Bellerin and Monreal, then I'll be, I'll be interested in. Three more players now I've added to the watch list today, uh, and mainly because... I brought in Knockart two weeks ago, and now I'm already looking at moving him on because he he got dropped. Uh, he dropped got dropped in game week nine, so he's he's rotation he's a rotation risk now. And in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have got him in in the first place um, because back then I was contemplating uh, it was either Richarlison or Knockart to bring in that week, and I went for Knockart. I just had a gut feeling on him and brought him in and it hasn't worked out. So I'm looking to move him on now. I don't like that he's rotation risk. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of options in the, the Brighton midfield. Uh, he, I would expect him to come back in for the home game, game week ten. But then I, I just don't want him going forward because, you know, any given week he could find himself on the bench now. So three players I'm weighing up as possible replacements for Knockhart are Josh Murphy at Cardiff. Uh, Sherla at Fulham and Pereira at Watford. So I I recorded the Fulham Cardiff game at the weekend and I watched it back today uh, to scout Murphy and Sherla in particular. Um, and it was funny I was actually watching the game to, you know to look at Sherla and, and, and Murphy, but Camarasa was actually the player that caught my eye the most. The the budget midfielder four point five million. I was surprised how attacking he, he, he played at the weekend. He, it almost looked like he was part of a front three when you would expect, you know, a 4.5 million midfielder to be more of a defensive option. Uh, the like, you know, like Hoiberg at Southampton and players like this. But Camarasa caught my eye. You know, gets into the box very, very often. Takes corners, takes free kicks. So I think I think Camarasa will score, uh, score plenty of FPL points. I think he'll take over. Uh, and he could even match Murphy you know, between now and Christmas, just going by that game that I watched today, Cardiff against Fulham. So Camaras is on my watch list already. Um so Murphy's four point eight million, so he's a little bit more expensive than Camaras and he, he does he does play a little bit further forward. You know, he's on the he's on the shoulder of the last defender most of the time. There was a couple of occasions where he nearly got in behind and obviously he got his goal. Um so he's got two goals in his last three games and he he has been impressive and Cardiff do have a good run of fixtures as well, and Cardiff impressed me against Fulham. Yeah, Fulham were awful. Uh, Mitrovic was Mitrovic was just um, feeding off scraps up front, you know, getting no service. And I I would be slightly worried as a Mitrovic owner having watched that game, you know, 
yes, Mitrovic is a great striker, but is he going to get enough service to, to do damage? So, yeah, Fulham, uh, Fulham were awful. They, Cardiff were by far and away the better side and deserved all three points. I would expect, surely the Fulham manager is under severe pressure now. He, he already looks like a manager who, who's on the way out. Uh, when you know when his his post match press conferences and things like that, so that that's a worry as well. If if Yukanovic does lose the job at Fulham, you know maybe a, maybe whoever comes in might set them up more defensively, which might negatively in, impact Mitrovic as well. So it's a, I don't have Mitrovic. If I had him, I would keep him, but I probably wouldn't be bringing him in at the moment. I haven't watched that game today. So Murphy, I like. Shirla as well. Shirla, I'd probably be more inclined to go for Shirla rather than Mitrovic at the moment. Uh, just because I've got Arnie up front and Aguero, who I'm happy with. Um, and it's hard for me to get to Mitrovic from Danny Ing. So Shirla at 6 million. I can get him straight in for knockout. Uh, he's got four goals and eight starts. So very impressive stats. And we know he just he shoots on sight. He's, he's taken loads of goal attempts. And if you're taking lots of goal attempts, you're going to get goals. So I like Shirley for that reason. I like that he's he's greedy. You know, he doesn't think twice about shooting. Um, superb goal he scored against Cardiff, you know, from 30 yards out. It, it came out of nowhere, really, that goal, because Cardiff were on top at the time. Uh, I like Shirley. He, he took a direct free kick or two as well, which is which is a good sign for him as well. So Murphy and Shirley, I, I like both. Um, but gut feeling... Uh, Pereira is the one I'm probably leaning towards out of all three. Pereira's 6.2 million. Uh, scored a superb goal at the weekend outside of the left boot. He was he was hot earlier in the season and then he went quiet when Watford's uh, fixtures got a little bit tougher. But I think they've got a good run now. Uh, I'm just looking at them here. Watford have got Huddersfield, Newcastle, Southampton in the next three. So it might be a good time to get back on Pereira now. Obviously he's a superb footballer. Um, and I just like him. Uh, I like him as a player, and, and I like the idea of owning him. So I'll talk about transfers later. But if I'm going to make just one move this week, it's probably going to be knockout to Pereira. That's if I had to make the moves today. Now a lot can happen with Champions League and things like that. But I am getting the feels for Watford's Pereira. So that's the watch list covered for players that I've added this week. Uh, just going to mention a few players that I've also removed um, and a couple of reasons why. So the first one is Pogba. Pogba's been on my watch list because you know he plays for United, he's on penalties, so I was keeping an eye on him. But his last goal was in game week two. I think he scored game week one and then he scored game week two. And he hasn't found the back of the net since. So you know he's about, what, 8.5? I don't even know what his price is. He's, he's 8 point something anyway. So I'm not interested for that price when he's not scoring goals. Uh, Luke Shaw as well, I've removed him, uh, I've been keeping an eye on Shaw because he's a nice price uh, to get into the United defence but I mean one clean sheet in nine games says it all really, you know you can't be, you can't depend on the United defence this season so I'm no longer interested in Luke Shaw until United shore things up at the back. Trent Alexander-Arnold is another player I've removed this week. Uh, I've got Robertson, but I've been keeping an eye on, on TAA as well. And I was considering a Liverpool double up in defence, but he's, he's missed the last two games now, which I don't like. Um, so there's Gomez, Alexander-Arnold and Lovren seem to be competing for two places. 
Um, so that's that's just enough for me to avoid all three of those players now. So I think if I was, uh, I think if I was going for a Liverpool double up now in defence, would have to be Robertson and the goalkeeper, or else Robertson and Van Dijk, just for nailedness. Uh, I just don't like the the rotation risk now from the others. There was actually a question on Twitter from FPL Fraggle. Um, his question was: Do Alexander Arnold owners do they hold on to him or do they sell him? So. If I owned Alexander Arnold, I would, I think I would give him one more week uh, for the Cardiff game, and just hope that he comes back in. I, I think there is a very good chance that he will come back in against Cardiff, having missed the last two games. Now, whether it's Gomez or Lovren to miss out, we don't know. Um, but I, I think I would give him one more week. If you don't, you know, you might have other issues to fight in your team. Um, Maybe if you don't have any other issues, maybe now is a good time to get rid of Alexander Arnold because he is rotation risk. But I would, if you've got a good, if you've got a good player on the bench to come in, if Alexander doesn't play, I would just give him the Cardiff game. And if you know if he misses out again, then obviously just get rid of him. But he could do well against Cardiff if he starts. You know you would expect a clean sheet there, and could get some attack in return. So Liverpool defence is a bit of a minefield now. Gomez has been superb this season. Anytime I've seen him. Lovren's played well, you know, since he's come in, um, and and Trent may just have to make do with a place on the bench now. He, he just may have have lost his place due to the form of the other guys who've come in. So yeah, if you have him, I would probably just give him one more week. Um, but if you don't have any other issues, then maybe maybe you can move him on this week. So good question, Fraggle. Two more players I've removed from the watch list. One is. The young guy at Bournemouth, David Brooks. I think his first name's David. Um, so he's been impressive this season. I think he got he scored two goals in his last three games. But I don't like Bournemouth's fixtures. Uh, I think they've got Fulham this weekend. But after that, it gets tougher. Um, and the thing I don't like about Brooks is he's come off early in, in his last three games. So he's come off in the 57th, 58th and 69th. So... He was pretty close to a 59th minute shout-out, but he just missed it. So he's gone from my watch list as well. I've got Fraser still on my watch list, but I probably wouldn't be bringing him in now. Uh, he's gone off the body a little bit, and as I said, the fixtures for Bournemouth I don't really like. I mentioned Aubameyang at the start of the pod, um, and I've removed him from my watch list this week. Now that might sound crazy. He scored four goals in the last two game weeks. Uh, I don't think I've ever removed a player from a watch list who scored a brace, you know, in the, in the game we've just gone. But Aubameyang's gone from a watch list now because I just simply can't justify paying big money for a striker who doesn't start every week. So you would you would like to think, given his his performances the last two game weeks, that he would start for the next few games now. But we just don't know with Arsenal. So I'm not going to bring in a player just because he's got four goals in his last two games, because he might not start. He's not going to do that every week when he comes off the bench. So really, he's he's just been an impact sub the last two game weeks, which is worrying. Um, obviously great for those who owned him, but there's no way I'm bringing him in now until I until I see him you know, starting three or four games. Um, I'd still be more likely to go for Lacazette. Very frustrating last night for Lacazette owners. You know, We had quite a few chances. He missed a glorious chance he should have scored. Um, so I mean on another day it would have been Lacazette getting the brace so if I have Lacazette I'd stick with him and, and I wouldn't be getting Aubameyang in I just don't like him because he doesn't start every week 
So that's the watch list covered. So I'll do that every week on the pod. I'll, I'll you know I'll talk about the players I've added and I'll I'll talk about the players I've removed. I think that's better than you know mentioning three players I want and and differentials and things like that. I think it gives you more of an idea of the players I'm interested in and and how I play the game. Moving on to Twitter questions now. So I've picked out three. I'll try and get back to the other ones on Twitter before the deadline as well. There was there was quite a few. But I've picked out three that cover some of the main talking points this week. So the first one was from FPL Trophy. His question was about Anthony Martial. So is Martial now worth consideration? Martial is 7.3 million and he scored 13 points and 15 points in his last two game weeks. So very impressive figures. Uh, he started the last three games, so should we now be looking at the United man? My my answer to the question is, I'm not interested in Martial, and the reason is he's he's never he's never been consistent enough for me when it comes to FPL. You know, he he has these big holes in him, but he doesn't do it consistently enough. And the other thing about Martial is, we know he's had issues with Mourinho in the past, so he's only ever won. You know, one poor performance away from being dropped again. So, I think it's 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 important to note as well that he has started the last three games, but Sanchez and Lingard have also missed. You know, haven't started the last three games. So there is a lot of competition there for places for Martial as well. You would like to think now, you know, given his form over the last two or three weeks, that he should keep his place. But I always have that fear about Martial that he, he is just one performance away from being dropped again by Mourinho because Mourinho's ruthless. Um, and we know he, he we know he's had issues with Martial before. So for me, it just feels like chasing points with Martial. I would rather get a player who's nailed on. You know, the likes of Richarlison, Sigurdsson, or or Madison, those kind of players. Even Pereira at Watford rather than Martial, because to me, it just feels like a player. You know, you bring in, and you're probably going to end up having to get rid of him again in a couple of weeks' time. So to me, that seems like a bit of a waste of a transfer. Um. So Martial has got, I think, so he's got twenty eight points in the last two game weeks, and he's only got thirty two points overall this season. So that that kind of tells you all you need to know about Martial. You know, all of his points have come in the last two game weeks. So for me, it's a no on Martial. I just don't know what's going on with Sanchez. You know, he, I don't know. Has he done something to Mourinho? Is it just he's not? performing I don't know it's he's it's you know it's not that long ago he was you know the top scorer in FPL two seasons ago I think he was top scorer in FPL playing for Arsenal and now he can't even get in the United team so it's a shame to see but hopefully he can get back in uh, you know and, and do what he know start doing what we know he can do um but he's just he's Sanchez is just too expensive anyway playing in a United team for FPL Next question is from Ruslan Zulfogarov. Hopefully I haven't done too badly with your name there, Ruslan. Ruslan's asking about my view on double Liverpool defence. So if I was going double Liverpool defence, which players would I go for? I've kind of mentioned this already. Um, So if I was going double Liverpool defence, it would be Robertson, number one, and probably Alisson, number two. So I I think Robertson, Van Dijk as well. You could go that way. Uh, maybe we'll see Van Dijk get an attack and return soon. Uh, I had Van Dijk towards the end of last season 
and he didn't get me any attacking returns. And he's gotten he's gone nine game weeks now without any as well, so we could be waiting a long time for Van Dijk to score a goal. He, he seems to score them all in the cup competitions. So, yeah, my answer would be Robertson and Allison for a Liverpool defensive double-up. Last question is from Old Gold 80 His question was, if I had to go with three Liverpool and three City players for the rest of the season, who would they be? So, a very good question. So, if I had to pick a team now and you know, make no transfers for the rest of the season, which City and Liverpool players would I get in? For Man City, it would be Mendy, uh, KDB and Aguero. Now, I think a lot of people would probably answer that question differently. I know a lot of people... Uh, I was listening to FML FPL podcast today and they had a similar question about Man City and neither of them mentioned Aguero in this kind of question. They were going with two City midfielders instead. But for me, I'm 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 still I, I've owned Aguero from from the start, and I'm happy to keep him. Even you know, even if he does only play 60, 65 minutes, I'd rather have a a 65 minute Aguero, you know, more so than a lot of 90 minute strikers. We've seen it the weekend again. He he could have easily had a hat trick before he was taken off. Uh, he missed a glorious chance, you know, open goal. It might have been offside. I don't know. I need to see it again. But he had a header as well guilt-dead chance that he put wide so Aguero's getting the chances even if he is only playing 60 minutes and I'm happy to hold him um, so that would be my three city Mendy's the must-have I think Aguero I'm happy to hold on to and long term in midfield uh, KDB is the one I'd like because he's probably he'll probably be the most nailed on you know between now and the end of the season uh, I am a big fan of David Silva as well um, I sold him a few weeks ago, so it hurt to see him hauling in game week nine. Uh, when he plays, he's he's going to be involved. So, but I, I think I would just add for edge uh, to KDB if it was uh, for the rest of the season. For the three Liverpool, it would be Robertson, Allison, and Mo Salah. So I was going to put Mane in there, but I put Allison instead because if you're going to have Mendy, KDB and Aguero you know budget wise you're not really going to be able to fit Manny in so three Liverpool would be Robertson, Salah and Alisson so Salah looked a lot sharper uh, in game week 9 uh, probably should have had more than 8 points he he had a one on one chance that he put wide that you know last season it would have been in the back of the net so it was disappointing to, to see that one trickle wide would have been a far healthier points tally then he would have got bonus points as well so I'm hopeful that, that brings me nicely into captaincy for game week 10. Um, Salah is going to be my captain game week 10. It's a no-brainer. I had a quick look at the poll on Fancy Football Scout today. Salah's on 50% and Hazard's got about 20%. So it's between those two really for game week 10 captaincy. There's talk that Hazard is carrying a bit of a knock. There was pictures of him holding his back before the United game. I know people are saying he picked up an injury in the United game, but it seems to be that he he was carrying that before the game. Um, so I he'll he'll miss the Europa League, I'm sure this week, but I fully expect him to play against Burnley. Um, but if you own Salah, I think he is the obvious captaincy option against Cardiff. Uh, if you don't, Hazard is is a very good option against Burnley. Burnley have been very poor this season. You know they got hammered by Man City at the weekend, so I think Hazard is a viable captaincy option this week. 
Moving on to my transfer thoughts now for game week 10. Now it's only Tuesday so I haven't given it too much thought yet. Um, Knockard is the problem now for me. He's the one I want to get rid of because he's a rotation risk. And I don't like rotation risks so I want to get rid of him soon. Uh, and I probably will do it this week. Uh, I could bank this week which is always an option but, but I don't think I will. Um, the big question I have to answer, well, the big question I have to ask myself this week is whether I want to move to four premium defenders. Um, so, so what I've been looking at is moving to a four-four-two. So, what that would involve would be getting rid of Knockart this week for somebody like Kennedy or Josh Murphy, and then next week it would be a minus four. So, it would be getting rid of. Uh, Bennett and Danny Ings and bringing in Mendy and someone like Success up front uh, just as someone you know who doesn't play as a bench striker so that would be a move to a 4-4-2 and it would it would, it would take a minus 4 to get there but then it would give me Robertson, Trippier Mendy and Alonso as a back 4 which you know could, could serve me well between now and Christmas time um, but, but I just don't know how I feel about moving to 4 at the back it leaves it leaves me it, it my squad will be very inflexible then you know I'll probably have to have I'll have to have two very cheap midfielders so I've got Danny Ward and I'll be bringing in someone like uh, Murphy or Kennedy so two sub million five million uh, two sub five million midfielders which I don't really like um, it could create problems down the line if I get injuries and things like that. Um, the other option I'm looking at, rather than going for the four four two, is just sticking to three four three. So what I would do then would be this week I would get rid of Knockart for someone like Pereira or Shurla, um, and then for game week eleven I would maybe look at getting rid of Trippier for Mendy. So that would just leave it as a three four three, but that would mean keeping Danny Ings. So a lot, a lot kind of depends on what Danny Ings does against Newcastle. Um, because I am losing patience with Danny Ings, but if he can if he can do the business for me against Newcastle this weekend, it'll probably get him a, a stay of execution. Because he does have Man City after that, which is not ideal. Not ideal. But then he has Watford and Fulham, so you know we could do well in those two fixtures. But so basically, I'm undecided. Um, you know, do I go for four four two, which? You know, leaves me pretty, you know, pretty committed to that formation, and I, you know, doesn't I don't have much flexibility then. It it also would give me a very weak bench, so I'd have you know success. I would have Danny Ward and Juan Bissaka, and I ideally I'd probably want to have a stronger bench than that. Um, so more than likely, what I'll do is I'll just stick to three four three, sell Knockart this week. And then get Mendy in for Trippier game week 11. So that's probably what I will do. Um, I mentioned Kennedy there. I didn't mention mention him in my watch list or anything like that. He He's the Newcastle player I like because he's cheap. He's 4.9 million. Uh, I had a quick look at the stats today from game week 9. And he's top. he was top for midfielders for goal attempts game week 9. I think he had 8 goal attempts uh, game week 9. Which, which is a good sign. Um... And I think he's a, he's he's a player who's been underperforming this season. Newcastle have been underperforming as well. So Newcastle have a superb fixture run. I don't think they face a top six side until Boxing Day. 
So this upturn in fixtures could see an upturn in form for Newcastle. And if there is an upturn in form, I would expect Kennedy to be in the FPL points. So that's why I've got my eye on him. Um, so I, I, I'll compare Kennedy and Josh Murphy this week. I'll look at the stats and things like that and see which one I prefer. Um, or else, you know, if I'm not going to go four four two, it'll be knockout to someone more expensive. So it would probably be Pereira or Shirla. So again, I'll compare those two stats-wise and fixtures and things like that and decide which one I want to go for. So that's a bit of insight to how I'm thinking transfer-wise for game week 10. So lots of thinking to do. And Champions League uh, and Europa League could obviously change my thinking. If someone was to pick up an injury, especially one of the big defenders, uh, that that could you know change my, change my plan. So I won't be making any transfers until Friday. Um, I do that most weeks. I just like to have all the information at hand and then make the best informed decision. So just a couple of little things I want to mention before I wrap it up. Uh, First of all, uh, I I want to give a shout out to my patrons. Uh, So seven of my patrons are in the top 1K overall. So I'd like to think that the Slack channel we have and the content I'm putting out there um, has played a played a played a part in that, you know, and it's it's great to see some of those guys absolutely flying. And if I don't win FPL this season, I hope that one of one of my patrons does. Uh, one of them is actually I think he's thirty third overall. Uh, I think another guy is around seventieth. So great to see that if you want to join our our slack community where we talk fpl on a daily basis you'll find a link to my patreon on my twitter page um so we have a slack community and i do live streams every friday as well um any questions you have just send me a a dm or an email something else i wanted to mention was the fundraiser i did for cam so the charity cam who um do great work for guys who are uh, struggling with their mental health. So I set up the fundraiser mini league uh, about three weeks ago. And as a community, we've managed to raise over two and a half thousand pounds. So absolutely superb. I set a target of 1000 pounds, um, which, you know, I thought we would raise between now and the end of the season. So I completely smashed that target. Um, And I just wanted to thank everyone who's donated to that league uh, and to the charity. Um, and be sure to check out Cam if you are struggling with your mental health as I said before my DMs are always open if you want to talk to a stranger if you can't talk to your family or friends just send me a message and we can open up a dialogue Um, I did a mental health podcast during the break as well with the guys at Fantasy Football Surgery so if you haven't if you didn't uh, hear that one check out the Twitter account at Find Extra Time and you'll find that podcast there it's well worth a listen just a couple of guys talking openly about our mental health. So hopefully it, it helps a few other people to, a few other guys to, to talk about their mental health as well. The last thing I want to mention is I will be on YouTube on Thursday night this week on FPL Wildcats. Um, so some really good YouTubers there. So I'll be joining them this week to talk about Game Week 10. So be sure to check that one out. I'm not sure yet what time it is on Thursday, but I'll put a link on Twitter uh, on Thursday and, and let you know. So be sure to tune into that one. 
Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at FPL Wildcats as well. So all I'm left to say is enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the Champions League games. Be patient with those transfers. Um, and good luck in game week 10. So any feedback as well you have about this podcast, let me th- let me know what you think of it. Uh all, all feedback's welcome, positive and negative, always looking to improve things. So just just leave a comment anywhere, whether you're on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever. I see all the comments or just, just send me a tweet. Let me know what you thought of it. You know, was it better the way it was before, you know, with the different features or, or did you enjoy this one better? Um, so just let me know what you think um, and I'll take all that on board for next week's episode. So I'll be, ba- I'll be back next Tuesday with episode 18. Thanks for listening, folks.